found in the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 1. Um, it's just nine verses, 46 through 55. And um, right before this is the Annunciation, where Archangel Gabriel appears to St. Mary, tells her, you're going to be the mother of God, and also your cousin is pregnant. And so uh, St. Mary goes and she visits uh, St. John, uh, St. Elizabeth, and of course, once they hear her voice, St. John knows his Savior, leaps in the womb. Um, but I wanted to kind of stop here and kind of analyze this for a second. So um, a few years ago, a few of us from St. Paul's went to the convent in Georgia. Um, I don't know if anybody sitting, nope. Okay, it's okay. Um, so we went to Georgia and um, we had talked to one of their, the nuns there, most of them are pretty young, probably younger than I am. And there was this one nun where we, we got to like spend time with her and we were doing work and stuff and we had questions we wanted to ask her, you know, about like life and just, just advice in general. Um, and she always had, she had this like theme the whole time and it was, cancel yourself. Just, it's never about you. When you go to serve, when you go to spend time with your family, when you go anywhere in the world, it's not about you. Cancel yourself. And I think this, St. Mary, this is the perfect example of canceling oneself, forgetting oneself. She just found out that she's going to be the mother of God incarnate. And she doesn't go run out and say, hey, an angel appeared to me, everybody, I'm going to be the mother of God. No, she goes, oh, my cousin's pregnant, I'm going to go serve her. And she runs. That, to me, that's a huge and amazing example of this. So, um, she, so then St. Elizabeth says, uh, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So kind of like a prophetess, right? Saying that this is actually true, this is really coming, uh, this is really coming true. So then St. Mary breaks into song, and this is the actual Magnificat itself. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped to serve Israel in remembrance of his mercy, mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. All right, so I'd like to take this line by line. Here we go. My soul magnifies the Lord. So this word soul um, is translated from the Hebrew, which is nephesh, which we hear in Arabic like nephes, like your entire like breath, your, uh, your whole being, all that she is, is magnifying, glorifying God. Um, but we can also take this another way. So Origen spoke about this, and he said, we, can ask, we ask how a soul can magnify the Lord. Our Lord can undergo neither increase nor loss. Uh, he is what he is. Thus, why does Mary now say, my soul magnifies the Lord? Each one of us shapes his soul into the image of Christ and makes it either a smaller or, or a, sorry, a larger or smaller image of him. The image is either dingy or dirty, or it is clean and bright and corresponds to the original, Christ. Therefore, when I make my soul large and magnify it by work, thought, and speech, then the Lord himself is magnified in my soul because it is an image of him. So we're either, so as an image of Christ, 
Okay? Our deeds, our words, our thoughts either glorify, magnify him, or they don't. Um, so she, her entire purpose, just this proclamation is, this is my purpose, is to magnify Christ. This is an entire cancel yourself moment for her. Um, and this is also in the Psalms where it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Um, and then the word Lord that she uses is Kyrios, which in Hebrew is Yahweh or I am. And, it, and in that, in Jewish culture, that was specifically reserved for God only. And if anybody else said it, it was blasphemy. So she had that understanding of this is God himself. And so we are reminded that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. So spirit, the word pnevma, which we use all the time in church, this is the part that separates us from animals, like part of our nature, and that is the part that, is, uh, that clings to God, that opens to God. Um, and of course, rejoicing is the height of her created being, proclaiming um, with great exaltation okay, uh, God as her Savior. Okay, and she used Savior as Yeshua, like Jesus, Savior, Savior. Um, because she recognized the need for her Savior. Need for a Savior. This is Queen of Heaven. This is the highest honor anybody would ever receive. And she sees herself not any better than anybody else. In fact, lower than everybody else. So this is something that, you know, a great example for us. Um, so in the Psalms, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. So this can be like a prayer for us, just as it was a prayer for St. Mary. <clears throat> for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. So regarded, we know, like to regard something is to look at something. But... She means it as, like, paid attention to her specifically, something personal to her, um, and looked favorably upon her. And we can, we can ask this of God. We can say, look upon me and be merciful to me as your custom is toward those who love your name. And that's in the Psalms. Okay, lowly, um, this word, teponosis, people say it's humility, and it's usually translated uh, like this, but it's actually lower than that. It's the destitute. It's the spiritual impoverished. It's the lowest of the low of the low. Um, and not only did she look at herself this way, but Christ, or God, looked at her, at her not despite of it, but because of it. And he honors the poor, the humble, and the destitute because he himself became poor, humble, and destitute. Um, maidservant, this word she uses, translates uh, that word is dua, which means bonded female slave. So no rights, you're a slave, you're bonded, so you are at the mercy of someone else. You have to do whatever someone else tells you to do. But she is happy to do that because God has given, God has graced her with this, that she is open to whatever he wants to do with her. And that she understood that she was nothing and had nothing without God. Um, and I feel like these could be her words, but I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God.
For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. So in this case, it's not like they're all going to say I'm amazing and I'm the best. She, oh, this is not her at all. Um, she means that she's the most fortunate the most favored, graced by God, because you can't get lower than a slave, which is how she sees herself. And, she can't, and you can't get higher than the Theotokos, which is who she becomes. Um, and, I mean, she was called blessed by Archangel Gabriel herself. This is himself. This is in the Annunciation. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. So now this kind of takes a little bit of a turn. So this first part is all St. Mary, something personal for God. And now she's going to more talk about God and who he is um, and how he deals with his people. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. So mighty, she has this understanding, the one who is able for where nothing is impossible. God himself, the, crea the, the one who did the creation, the flood, okay? He's done this ultimate miraculous act directly and personally to her and she is like who is no one knew who she was before this at all um and what i love is this personal this personal touch there are, there are now eight billion people in this world think of all the people that came before us and all the people that are coming after us and yet god does things for us personally directly to us kind of what abuna was talking about today in the sermon um and not through anything we do ourselves, it's out of his love. And I read this and I loved it, and it says, There's nothing you can do to make God love you less. There's also nothing you can do to make him love you more. He loves you because that is what he is, love. And because he is love, his love isn't dependent on you. Good thing. So no matter who you are, no matter what it is, it could be pers it's personal for you, specifically from God. And uh, the verses I have there. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. For with God, nothing is impossible. <clears throat> and holy is his name. So holy, the word here is agios, the same one we use, the holy one inside her, literally, but also inside all of us. Um, okay, and, and this is a, a recognition of who God is. And who she is in front of him, which is the which is the um, definition of humility and spiritual poverty: knowing who you are in front of God, that you are nothing, and that who God is in front of you. Okay. And I think at this point, this is very overwhelming, like in a good way. This is the, the gravity of what's happening to her. It's very overwhelming. Um, and just again from the Annunciation, just to just to underscore this. And the angel said, "Sorry." And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And uh, Holy One in this verse is the same Holy she uses uh, when she speaks this. <clears throat> and his mercy is on those who fear him. So mercy we know is receiving something you didn't deserve. Um, but this is in the form from God as a gappy love, um, the highest love there is. And so when we say Kyrie eleison in church, we know that means, Lord have mercy, right? But if it also can mean that it's coming from the highest form of love, then we can say, Lord love me. It's the same prayer, 
It's the, it means the same thing when we say this. Um, love me with the love that only you can give me. Unconditional, boundless, endless, all of those things. And we have having to be completely receptive to that as well. Um, there was, I didn't, so we've, we've heard about Tan Samira many times. Um, I actually didn't get to meet her. She was, I came right after. Um, but I did listen to a talk of hers that she did for a women's meeting maybe a year before she passed, um, or maybe sooner, I don't even know. But it was, it's, it's audio, I'll find it if, if everybody wants it, it's really cute. Um, and so she's telling, you know, stories and stuff, and then everybody has questions, and they're asking things like, you know, think it's about motherhood, about just being a wife, or being like just in the world, working in the world, because she worked, she was a teacher. Um, and every single thing, every answer she gave always had, Love God. And she said it so simply, love God. It's right up there with cancel yourself. Like, sure, it's so simple. But she means, like, trusting him and, and being open to what God has for us. Um, and, so, and I think this is, this is the case here as well. Um, <clears throat> and fear is being in awe. Not being afraid, but being in awe of God and who he is. Um, and Origen uh, speaks about this. He says, you may approach the Lord as a weak man. If you fear him, you will be able to hear the promise the Lord makes to you on account of your fear of him. Um, because God will never turn away anybody who approaches him in their weakness. Um, <clears throat> and in the Old Testament, the Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Okay. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. Okay, so he yanks the proud, the self-righteous, self-proclaimed mighty, and sends them away. Um, and of course, exalts the lowly, which are the poor, the humble. God is drawn to that, and we've heard this many times. Um, because when you, are, when you fear God, like when you're in awe of him, then you fear, not afraid, You'll fear nothing, okay? Um, so whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And the Lord lifts up the humble, and he casts the wicked to the ground. So this is almost echoing those very same words in the Psalms. <clears throat> okay. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. Um, hungry here? actually translates to the word poor, which is what we've been talking about, being poor, being spiritually impoverished. Um, and the rich are those who are self-righteous, rely on themselves, they're proud, they're self-important. Um, and of course, empty means without God, because if you're self-important, you don't need God, then you're empty. You don't need him. Um, this is, a, this is very similar to the Pharisee and the tax collector, um, where the Pharisee um, had said, you know, thank you, God, that I am not like this man. Um, I'm better, and, and tax collector can't even raise his eyes to heaven. Um, and St. Augustine says, come, poor men, come along, hungry tax collector. Rather, stand there where you are standing. The tax collector you see was standing a long way off, but the Lord was drawing near to the humble. He did not dare to raise his eyes to heaven, yet when he did not raise his eyes, that is where he had his heart. Okay, so blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. This is what this is, what this is referring to. Um, for they shall be filled. 
a promise from Christ. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. So helped here is upheld, um, and servant Israel is who? Christ himself. Um, and the word servant, this word, is doulos, the male form of the word doula. And when St. Mary called herself a bondservant, this is, Jesus is the male bondservant. He is, he came to earth as a servant, as a as the destitute, the poor, the humble, emptying himself for God's will, just like St. Mary emptied herself for God's will. Um, and this, is, this fulfills the prophecy from Isaiah that says, Behold, my servant who, whom I upheld, my elect one in whom my soul delights. Okay, let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. So when Christ came and took our likeness, he became a bondservant of no reputation, just like St. Mary, no reputation, bondservant, open to God's will. <clears throat> And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. So a promise was made to Abraham that a seed would be blessed. This was in the Old Testament. And the seed is Jesus himself because he is the blessing to mankind. He is the Savior. Um, so we all came. We're all here on earth to live. Christ was the only one that came specifically to die. But so that we may live. Um, so what's, what's cool about this Magnificat is it starts with St. Mary's soul being delighted and it ends with God being delighted and that common denominator is Christ. It's the center of our life. Um, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made and he does not say and to seeds as of many but as of one and to your seed who is Christ. So that's where this is from. So... <clears throat> um, I think St. Mary is a huge example for us in so many ways, being humble, being open to God's will. And um, as a little, like, extra, what I did, so none of us can grow in holiness or grow closer to God without prayer. So if you noticed, I had verses mostly from the Psalms for each part of the Magnificat. And um, in my geekiness, I made prayer cards out of them. So, <laughs> so you can have one. Um, it reads like a prayer. If you read through them, it reads like a prayer. Or they can be like arrow prayers, just something to read quick or something to say quickly, like within your day. Um, and that's all. So glory be to God forever. Amen. Other questions? Yes. <laughs> because sometimes we talk about the rich this, but the poor this. And the one who eats versus the one who's hungry. And sometimes we think of two different people, but that could be the same person, where God, like, casts down the arrogant and lifts up the lowly. That could be me. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not like God has a, you know, a preferred person over another person. God doesn't do that. But he may correct us in our arrogance and we become lowly, and then he lifts us up. I think that's all of us. So yeah. It's, no, not I, just, it's not two people. It's, it's all of us. I appreciate that you made that distinction. It's very true. Like, he will, if, you won't, if you're not going to be humble, he'll humble you. But then he accepts you back as you come to him in your weakness. Absolutely. Thank you. 
Any other questions or comments? Okay, you can stand to pray. I'll pass these out. You take one if you don't want one. It's not a big deal. Does anybody have any other comments or questions or anything like that? All right. Stand and pray. Just the intercession of St. Mary, St. Mark, St. Paul, and all the saints, here as we say.